0: Welcome to the Classic Car Corner Podcast. We are proudly sponsored by G.D. Herring, Classic Car Insurers, providing a range of insurance solutions for your business, your life, and your home. Contact them at G.D. for a customized quote. In addition to insurance, G.D. Herring provides Classic Car Appraisal and Pre-Purchase Inspection Services, if you are interested in collecting and investing in classic cars, check out my new book, Drop Throttle Over Steer, now available at Amazon in paperback, and an honest review of the book is always greatly appreciated. I'm Jason Painter, and co-hosting today is John Lockhart and Eric Benzel,
1: and today's special guest is George Adams. Hi, hey, George. Uh, it's so excited for you to be here uh, this evening. Uh, we've met a few times, and I've enjoyed Uh, every minute of our conversations and your stories that you have shared uh, about you showing cars and you and your family going to the car shows over the years and the many awards that you've won. And I'm excited to hear a little more uh, from you on this podcast about those experiences and those stories. Thank you.
0: So, George, what got you into... Your car, uh, uh, your enthusiasm about cars. What 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 started?
2: Well, started out in the driveway, <laughs> finding wrenches that my dad used to throw. All right, and and <laughs> so you start out with your dad. Yep. So, well, tell me, let's start there. So, what kind of car did your dad have? He had Plymouth mostly, and then he uh, found them little French renaults. They All call right. Them, they call them renaults now, but. Mm-hmm. That's still Renault.
0: <laughs> so so back then, I would imagine Renault, the parts for those cars may have been a little bit more challenging than in today's world. Is that correct?
2: No, you get parts for Renault from Orsaski's. Okay. You're oh, wow. All right. Rebuild a whole engine for uh, 39 bucks. Okay. okay.
3: <laughs> wow, time's changed on that. Yes, right. that. Indeed it has. Now, I'm going to ask a silly question here because the way I started in turning a wrench was I was a, I was a designated light flashlight holder. And I can tell you that I never did it right. Even though I thought I was holding that light just perfectly, get, get, hold it over here. It had nothing to do about what I was seeing. It was about what, what Papa was seeing. But how did, did you start off doing
2: about the same thing, holding the light and handing a wrench? Or? Yeah. It started out holding the light. You're right. They never can see. Can't see, can't see. That's right. And you keep moving, it, and you still can't see. So he grabs the light by himself, and then he said, hold it right there. <laughs> that's the way that went there that's you exactly go exactly and, 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 and
0: was this working on the Renault's there george yeah okay yeah there all
2: was right. two Res Renault's and
0: there was hammer Renault's all right so 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 let me ask you
2: this your first car what was it Renault. okay it was <laughs> was so, it a
1: hand-me-down all right
2: no it was a i bought it from a kid it was a little convertible uh called them caravels back in mm. kind of sissy sound of it gotcha it, yeah, it was nice. It was a two-seater. Very no cool. No convertible top, though. He took a tar top off and set it.
0: Gotcha. All right. All right. So um, so what year would this car have been?
2: About a 61. 61. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So obviously, what, four-cylinder, three-speed? Yeah, four-cylinder. Okay. So and 4 sp- manual transmission three speed
2: three speed okay
0: so i was right the first time
1: 180 mile an hour oh is that right wow so is there any particular reason (laughs) why your father was a renault guy or is there anything is there any connection there
2: well he just bought one because uh nobody else had one Yep. Okay. And the yep. first one he bought was a dandy. That's,
1: well, that's always a good reason to buy a car that nobody else has. That's exactly right. Yep. So
2: he learned how to work on them. Mm-hmm. That's, why, that's how much of a dandy it was.
1: Okay.
3: Now, for those Renaults, were they metric or were they uh, standard?
2: Yeah, they're metric. Yeah. I don't know from uh, my first cars
3: were Rabbits. And getting out to get metric tools in the early 80s was challenging to find wrench sets because Sears didn't really carry a lot of that. I'm sure in the '60s it had to be a little more challenging to find
2: tool sets, or w- Or was that an issue? No, finding you metric did. Uh, sets? We did catalog uh, shopping. Okay, you could buy all your metrics and stuff on there.
3: Okay, so you could get them. It's just you, you're not going to Sears or any of the uh, local shops to get that. Well, you we can still get them. Good. Yo, Very good.
2: Uh, metric. They started up when they started bringing them over. Yo. Okay. Very cool.
1: So let me ask this question just because I don't know. So, in the 50s and 60s, when you bought cars, did they come with a standard mini tool kit with a little socket for standard uh, uh,
2: repairs on your car? No. No? They had some. That's motorcycles done that. Okay. Give you a kit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about that? So, once you got out of
3: Renault's, what was the next, when you got into uh, American. Oh, see, hot rods, but hot rods. What was your first car that you got into, as far as that got you
2: to the cars that we're going to talk about here in a little bit? Well, I had a, I bought a Comet Cyclone '64, mm-hmm. and I seemed to like that pretty good. So I just went with Falcons for a long time.
0: Very cool. And so your first Falcon was a nineteen
2: 1960- sixty-three. Sixty-three. Okay.
0: Yeah. And it was a stock car, or did you buy it? Was that a new car for it? It was
2: a it was a sprint. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. All right. So
0: the cyclone that was it had a little bit more power and all that other good stuff. Am I thinking correctly
1: there? Well, yeah,
2: Cyclone was supposed to have more power, but the uh cyclone was really just a two eighty nine. Okay. But if you got the you get two engines. Mm-hmm. Regular, two engines. Yeah, two eighty nine four barrel, or you get a two eighty nine hypo. Okay. So I just got the high, the uh four barrel. Gotcha. So
0: the Ford Mustang, which obviously came out in uh, April of nineteen sixty four uh, was technically a glorified falcon. am I correct in saying that
2: that's where they learned how to build mustang okay that's right mm-hmm. that's right okay, very good,
0: very good so and you had falcons pretty much from from pretty much then on, obviously as far as um, toy cars and that kind of stuff, especially as you uh, later in life you had what well you bought your uh, wagon the the one the, the the blue one with the wood paneling on it. You bought that thirty years ago, am I correct in seeing yep. that? And it was red and black, am I correct? yellow color. Oh, okay. All right.
2: Mm-hmm. So so talk to us a little bit about your your um fixing that car up. Well I saw it in a paper for eight hundred bucks. And uh money's a little tight back in. So I just looked at it and I came home. And I told Peg, I said, I really like this car. She said How much is it? I told her. She said, ah, it's a lot of money. She said, let me have that newspaper. She looked at it. So I was working third shift, went to sleep. She woke me up and said, I bought a car for you. I said, which one? She said, that old station wagon. So I got it for 500 bucks.
1: Nice.
0: That's
2: (laughs) negotiation for you.
0: (laughs) That's right.
2: Just for the record, my wife
1: has never bought me a car. Oh, well. We might have to work
0: on that. <laughs> so so you got this wagon, and what made you think, okay, I'm going to change the color on this car, and I'm going to put some wood grain siding on it. What what, uh, what sparked all that?
2: That car was ugly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you we said it, it, it was uh, red and black, so yes. <laughs> and blue. Red, black, and blue. All
1: right. All right. So it right. was a rolling bruise. <laughs>
3: yeah exactly so i need a little help you need a lot of help so what, what what was the design process as far as getting into what colors you want it to be
2: well it was originally it was a wind blue mm-hmm. what ford called it, and then i i knew the rest was wood grain and joe would have been a wood wood color on the uh side parts so i painted the side parts and had somebody put a graphic on her for the blue grain
0: very cool cool. so but you you did the body work yourself am i correct or well
2: much body work it we replaced okay
0: okay gotcha gotcha and that had a 250 am i thinking right
2: 260
1: 260 okay Mm -hmm. all right yeah when i saw the car 30 years later uh it looked like it was brand new and uh, i was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to take that thing for a ride or two and uh, it was a fun car to drive. Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. You got a lot, a lot of comments on that car for sure. Absolutely.
3: Is that an automatic?
0: It was. It was. Yep.
3: How many speed automatic? Two. Two speed automatic. Forward and reverse?
1: Or... <laughs> well, no, it's right. fast and faster. Okay. <laughs> no, it, it was start out
2: like second gear and mm-hmm. shift th- like a third gear. That's so just the way it was. Oh, it was wow. A, was a uh, uh, Ford automatic. Very cool. Really stunk. <laughs> three speed, what everybody wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Is that something that you would that you would convert it to, or do you leave it at the at the uh, two speed just to keep it somewhat authentic to mm-hmm. it being a
2: Falcon? No, it'd been easy to change over, but because, because I had the motor and the transmission, which was hard to find three speed for five bolt block. Oh wow. Yeah. But, it, but I found it. It just didn't get done.
3: Gotcha. 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 Gotcha.
2: It's probably still
1: in one of his several garages that he has on his property. <laughs> uh, right. Somewhere tucked away in a corner, yep. waiting to be installed That's somewhere. Right. Oh, I've got someday. it. Yep.
0: And so um, your other project that you've been working on for quite a while is also a Ford Falcon, and it is a nineteen sixty sixty three. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that car.
2: That car was a gasser. Okay. And I got it set about... Three Feet off the of ground where the front bumper was. Okay. And I decided I was going to drive it on the street, and that wasn't good. You know, yeah. you just can't, you can't drive a car like that very far, eighth mile, quarter mile. So I put it back down on the, on the ground, and the wheels hopped from what, too far towed in mm-hmm. to flat out. It looked like I had flat feet. <laughs> so it was a lot of jockeying around with parts to get it back up. Sure. But you've had fun doing it. Oh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yep.
2: Learn yep. something.
0: Absolutely. That's right. So now where has that particular car been as far as uh, any type of raceways or anything like that?
2: The car used to run under the name Virginian. Okay. And it come out of Bullet County. All right. It was back in the days where they wanted you to paint your car to look like a race car when right. you went to the track. So everybody would think, hey, man, it's a hot car. Mm-hmm. yeah you know, and it was I guess for back end it was a two eighty nine with two four barrels and uh and a rod stuck through the block, so oh, gotcha. Yeah. fortunately, you knew a thing or two to fix that right yeah five fifty six gears was too much for the little car <laughs> <laughs> exactly, so when you're
3: you. going out to do a race on there and, and it didn't look like it you, you didn't have it did you have it painted up to look like that like they wanted you to, or do you take like just a magnet that has
2: a number on it and say yeah, it looks like a race car. No serious guy's done that. Mm-hmm. They've had the Virginian painted da- down the side of it, and oh, they had wow. the driver's name on top. It was uh, Foley, I remember, mm-hmm. right? And uh, cut the fender wheels out with a sawzall, beat the fender wheels up in there, put a nice set of slicks on the back. Nice. Wow. No, yep. it
1: looks good. No, oh, it does. Uh, it yep. looks it looks great, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get a few pictures for our website here uh because that car is uh it's a pretty awesome ride absolutely i'd love
2: to see that car on the road yep, yep. yeah five fits, six gears is fun
0: i can imagine i can imagine mm-hmm. so let's talk about your um racing days george who, who who did you race when did you race where did you race and how, what was the outcome
1: did a lot of street racing okay so you mean street racing i mean everybody knows what street racing is but back in the day did they what, what was the what was the stakes
2: the stakes was if you got caught you had to pay a ticket <laughs> <laughs> But what were the stakes if you won or lost nothing just nothing. i won so you, you just won just you used to drive in restaurant king we used to drive around restaurants see and everybody said that's the car of the beat so and so you know that's just the way it was
3: word of mouth mm-hmm. so those bragging rights
0: absolutely
2: yeah.
3: a
0: reputation on there
2: so yep. no, no racing for pinks then right yep. george or there you got that car really stinks. Ah, okay, gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Very good. Very good. Um, so now uh, you had also had a Plymouth at one point, correct? Back in 70 what, one, two, what what kind of car?
2: Well, 1960s. Sixties, uh, okay. Had a sixty Plymouth Fury, hard okay. All
0: right. Tell us a little bit about your adventure in that car.
2: Well, we used to do the street race, but we didn't go home and brag about it because we was sixteen, seventeen years old. <laughs> I said, at the dinner table, and brother in law was sitting there. And we were just conversation and eating, and he says, George, I said, Yeah, he says, I hear uh, that old 60 Plymouth could be Compton's ambassador of <laughs> 327. I said, Looked around, yeah, it can. <laughs> <laughs> Dad was sitting at the dinner table looking like, what did yeah. you just do? So that's great. my kid. <laughs> All right. That's my boy. I love, it.
0: I love it. That's great. So, um, now was that, was that the card that eventually, uh, met its fate?
2: No. Oh, okay. That, that was a 72. That was a 72. It was a, uh, Cuda. Okay. That's right. Cuda. All that's
0: right. Remember, right. I remember
1: now the All Cuda. Right. So
2: tell us about your, uh, fun riding that Cuda. Well, I bought that car when I got out of the army and, uh, it steered real hard. It didn't have power steering. It had the uh, wide ovals. And the guy said, That's, you know, you just got to put up with that. <laughs> so I took it to the front end alignment shop, best one in town. He says, I'll look at it. He looked at it. He said, I didn't find anything matter with it. So I was going to work. And I went over a set of railroad tracks. I stuck my foot in it. And it came apart. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sent me in a, in a culvert. Flipped up end over end, hit a telephone pole. Goodness. And you landed in the back seat. And I was on the package deck the of the back package seat. Package yes. tray. Yeah.
0: Uh, and you got out of the car.
2: Now the guy beat the window out and drove uh, me out okay. of the car. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. A brand new car.
0: Yeah. Wow. There you go. There you go. So, um, so what are some other uh cars of your past that you've enjoyed or what what cars maybe possibly in the future are you after
2: well i like the uh still like the little fords okay i like the gassers i'd like to drive a gasser one time on the street but they're not very streetable so yeah well we need to get the
1: one in your garage on the street Oh, I've had it on the street already. Again. Yes. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Exactly. With John as a witness. <laughs> Co-pilot,
3: navigator. I'd like to take the
1: gasser for
2: a spin myself. Oh, absolutely. Who would? Never got the fourth gear with it, though. Gotcha. Run out of road? No. You run out of gears. Oh. <laughs> fourth gear was it. <laughs> that
0: was it. Okay. Yeah. So um, so from from the Falcons – from the Plymouth. What else? Because we know that you're a gearhead. What else is ha- have you had in the past that uh,
2: that you can tell us some fun stories about that that, that you've enjoyed? Well, haven't had too many other cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them was poverty cars. You know, once you get married, your poverty trucks. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, and that's the kind we drove. I drove one that would burn a quarter all about every hundred miles. Stop at a red light, everybody was blessing you. <laughs> <laughs> one guy said I had my windshield wipers on.
3: Oh my goodness.
2: Then <laughs> you get the oil burners. <laughs> then uh then you get into the ordinary cars if you can mm-hmm. afford one. Right. So cavaliers. Mm. Mm-hmm. and uh Are in, we talking the sixties, seventies? You're talking uh yes yeah, uh probably 70s. Okay. For before you get something like that. You know. Raise a family, it's, it was hard to do back then. Money okay. didn't, you know. Right. Money is pretty tight.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, when did you start learning the mechanics of these things? I, we we talked about you were helping your dad, but I mean, when did you start like I'm going to start building this fort or I'm going to start, you know, tinkering with this Plymouth. What what what, st- what prompted this?
2: Well, it started, uh, well, you buy your own. That's right. And you want to be able to beat everybody else on the street, mm-hmm. okay. which you ain't going to do anyway, mm-hmm. but you think you can. <laughs> and uh, then you get into tune-ups and stuff like that. That's the easy part. So yep. you purchase these cars to intentionally fix them up
1: to, to beat your buddies yep. and beat the people down at the at the corner. That was a game, yep. So now, when you're going out to buy these cars, do you kind of keep it under
3: the under wraps a little bit? Like, I'm gonna keep this in the back back over here, get it souped up, and then
2: surprise them with. All right, let's go. No. Okay. Everybody says that Comet. They didn't put any uh, chrome trim on it and stuff because it was a race car, it was supposed to be. I got first thing I got was you sure buy the cheap one, don't you? <laughs> 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 then you surprise them. Right. you surprise nice. them. That's right. Okay. Absolutely. Well, you know, those are the the
1: quiet ones. They got them ready, and then there's the ones that got them loud that they, do, they just want to be heard coming in. That's right.
0: Yep. 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 That is fun.
2: That's what happens if you lose in the street races. Everybody says, that's all noise. It's all noise. Yeah. That's a phrase my dad used to use. Yep.
0: So, on the Falcon wagon, you had taken it to a... Um, uh, rod run, let's call it. Uh, well, I
2: went to a national show. Okay, up in uh, Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Okay, and uh, we were showing it up there and getting ready to leave. And uh, Peggy, that's my wife, wonderful lady, says, I don't know, but I think you won a prize or uh, you won an award. I said, No, I didn't win any award. I said, They've been walking all by this car all the time. Sure enough, went over award, I got a third place national in a national show that's
0: fantastic very cool absolutely Mm -hmm. very very fun
2: yeah that was good
0: yeah now did you um were there any other cars besides the falcon that you entered into any of these car shows or was it just primarily the falcon
2: yeah it was just that wagon mostly and we did a lot of a lot of drag racing on the strips Mm -hmm. you drag three days a week okay friday saturday sunday yeah so so how did that falcon do win some lose some it didn't win any race that it, it, it won uh for looks mm-hmm. okay and that's yeah. what they do you, ha- you could have so many changes on them and uh then it wasn't considered a different class it would be you. modified or whatever yep. but mine had just enough i got under the wire okay to a stock class
1: and it was a sharp ride oh it absolutely was, was whoever's driving it now hopefully they're enjoying it yep that's right yep. that's right absolutely
3: So as you're looking at cars coming up in the future, are you looking at just some nostalgic for getting maybe a a Renault?
2: I'd like to have one, to tell you the truth. Yeah? Yeah, just for old time's sake.
3: Well, we'll have to get Jason on that, and we'll have to do some talking (laughs) about some of these Renaults to see. Because, you know, it's one of the things that we talk about in here as far as cars' value and how they appraise up, when you get these and you you take care of them and you get them to race. And you think, well, this was a couple hundred bucks back then, now you've got a guy, if you take it to auction, uh, there there's a retirement fund for you, your grandkids, and the kids that they're going to have <laughs> afterwards. And you never really know which one's go- that's going to be. It sounds like you have a couple of those. But a Renault, it, it, that's just not a car. Uh, an older Renault mm-hmm. is something I never really would have pictured of, of driving around. I, I'm having right. to look it up just to see what they look like.
2: Yeah, right. you can still buy them. Uh, they're pretty cool when you find them. Mm-hmm but you've also still got your $75 ones too. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yep. Although I
1: don't think you can rebuild the engine for $39 anymore. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe so. another nine and another zero. Right. Behind that. Exactly.
0: Exactly. I would I would think the rarity of those cars, though, would, would be a, a pretty neat thing to probably have on the road. It, but, you know, and if you're saying that they're still making – parts for those things that would be a very good thing too um those renos um my my uncle actually had a, a little bit newer than the one that you were talking about uh but they were they were rare and hard to find parts back in the 80s when he had his so but um the 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 um the Renault made it. I, I want to say it was an Alpine. Am I correct? Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now that was their big sports vehicle. I be, or their their sports car.
2: Right.
0: And and I. It's been a little while since I've seen one of those things, but I want to say that those things were probably somewhere. Uh, in the mid fifties or sixty thousand dollar range the last time I looked it's been a while yeah but but a very rare car a very cool car at that the alpine
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's what they used to run their road races in okay yeah. so so do you know yeah.
0: what they um do you know what they um had as far as walk inside those alpines by any chance or no not neither do I okay' mm-hmm. just curious yep yep um so. Talk to us a little bit more. Um, as you were, you got out of the military in what year?
2: 1972. 72. Okay. Right. Okay. And so,
3: thank you very much for your service. All absolutely. of us, thank you very absolutely. much
0: for that. Absolutely. I
2: enjoyed that too.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, so w- was there the Buy American, um, was that the kind of the mindset once you got back? Cause that, that was right when the seventies the were just, you know, you had your muscle cars starting in the late sixties and into the seventies, obviously 73, the, the, the oil embargo happened and that kind of, uh, thwarted the plans for building these, um, high powered cars later on. So, you know, then 1975 catalytic converters start, um, so when you got back, were your plans besides the Plymouth just a uh, hey? I just need a family car, or were you, did you set your sights on some other fun projects?
2: No, I didn't need a family car then. Okay. When I got out. I was still single, and uh oh, okay. I had the uh, Roadrunner Satellite before I got drafted. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then gotcha. I got drafted. When I got out, I bought a seventy-two Cuda. Okay. Yeah mm mm-hmm. gotcha that's one that went in over in mm-hmm. okay okay a roadrunner right. into a Cuda. I mean that, that's
3: a pretty nice little bookend of cars there <laughs> yeah You're
1: right yeah, they're nice so why no motorcycle back in the back in the early 70s whenever I was coming back uh, in the military come back to the United States from being deployed across seas everybody bought a motorcycle and oh, have a Harley Davidson or an
2: Indian from my pre-army driving records <laughs> I decided I didn't need them. (laughs) (laughs) You're safer with four wheels, huh? Right. Mm -hmm. All right. That's right. Wise choice. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Um, So as far as um, we we talked about some of the cars you had in the past, what in today's world, in today's cars, um, what do you like? What do you not like compared to the old school stuff?
2: I like a modern-day car. Very dependable. Mm-hmm. Used to be on them older cars, well, sometimes they might not start. Right. You know, 64, even up to, up to your 70s. I had an old 72 pickup truck I could let set for a month. It would be colder and snot out there. When you start it, it would just flat jump out and start. Mm-hmm. Run around jumping my whole family at, at one day.
3: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
2: Dependability is what I like about the new cars. Today's cars. Mm -hmm. But the mechanics and the simplicity of yesteryear's cars,
0: though, they're, in my opinion, uh, so much easier, so much less complex, and a lot of fun to work on. Those are the kind of cars you can pop open a beer and talk shop with your buddies. Today's cars, you open the hood up and you have to hook up computers and it's, it's a, you know, there's, you can't even put your hand down (laughs) inside of them. uh, just based on the way how packed these cars are in today's world. But, um, so so you have a Cadillac now you're enjoying that vehicle. You, You, are, are there any other cars that, that, uh, would be of interest to you just based on what, what you read and what you see. You mean new cars?
2: Yep, new cars. No, I tell you, I really like that uh, Chevy Impala. Okay, we bought mm-hmm. them through yep. the years. Mm-hmm. We didn't yep. think he was going to make them anymore, so right. we went to a Malibu. But yeah, I look, my Chevrolets, I like them now. Yep, yep. Oh, I, I always heard that you shouldn't uh, <laughs> like Chevrolets. That's why. I, well, that was mindset. That's why I grew up with Ford and played with family. I got gotcha. you. Uh,
1: oh yeah, right. my dad was always a Chevrolet person mm-hmm. uh through the years and he's from the 50s he had some 50s chevys and uh growing up uh he bought one jeep i uh, didn't care for that one too much uh used that for go mudding in and then um when mercury and lincoln started making their town cars uh were a little more uh i guess luxurious if you would they were always nice cars but once they came out in the probably the mid 80s my uh my dad bought himself a lincoln town car and then he bought one from my mom so we had two lincoln town cars in our driveway and uh they barely fit in our driveway <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so but uh they they probably had three of those each through the years and then um my dad bought a truck but he those lincoln town cars The greatest seats ever invented. It's like sitting on your couch driving down the street.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yep. That's exactly right.
3: We had a, um, growing up, uh, grandfather had a uh, 74 Buick Electra, which I think only a Cadillac had a car that was longer or wider. And it took up at least one and a half of these little mid-sized compact car, car parking spaces. And you can, when you step on the gas, you watch the gas gauge kind of go with your foot. Uh, but talking about today's cars and the older cars, the other older cars, the reliability to start up, I think anybody who had one will understand the whole popping your foot down on the gas going, come on, baby, get a little gas, come on, catch it, it catches a little bit, and you're like, okay, n- nope, nope, uh, great, I flooded it. And then you got to wait. Yep. Yeah, well, you don't really have that with electronic <laughs> fuel injection. Yeah.
2: <No. laughs>
0: That's exactly right. The old right foot
2: workout. Yeah. That's right. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Back Absolutely. when
2: I was young though, you didn't run out and buy a battery because your car didn't start the other day. And you put the charger on it, you let it not start another day. When it catch you out and you catch <laughs> your friends and shove you. If you had a stick, you pop a clutch, away you go.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's exactly but, right. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, best sometimes best tires we get when we was young sixteen, seventeen years old had one nice tread going down the middle. The rest of it was bald. <laughs> you know?
3: Well and back then you, I mean up until recently you could get retreads. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you didn't just throw your tires out and get new ones. You got retreads.
2: Oh uh, you run until you see cord. Yep. That's what we did.
0: <laughs> well George, we certainly appreciate your time here today with us. It has been great talking with you and your experiences with these older cars. Uh, Thank you for joining us here at the Classic Car Corner Podcast. Uh, Again, please leave us a review on our Facebook page, uh, and uh, we look forward to um, having you guys listen to us here the next time. Happy motoring.